This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Waffle House. It's only me and Steve today. Hello, Steve. Hey, man, how's it going? We got stood up. We got stood up. We got stood up at the last minute by Joanne. Unbelievable. Literally five minutes before we were about to record. She uh, she canceled on us. But what are you going to do? We're not going to we're not going to give out other than to express. The facts of the matter. <laughs> but anyway, no, no, no problem. Actually, you know, uh, just a while ago, I was trying to change the name on the uh, on the RSS feed, but I'll I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it today. Nice. Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy. I'm happy with the title, and I'm happy with the response to uh, to to what the podcast is becoming. So I'm I'm, yeah, I'm content. Seem, I can see enjoying it. Did you? I, I can see I, it in the numbers, I got, bro. I can see it in the numbers. Right, okay. That's what matters. We also got some I got some messages about like people wanting to do branding for us and stuff, but sure. Oh yeah, I do want day. that. Well, yeah, it's funny. There was a there was a girl that, that did a did a picture for me. Uh and I, I can't find I can't remember which one it was, so I can't find her, but <clears throat> I do I do want a new uh I want a Waffle House pick. Nice. Yeah, it'd be great. Um so if there's any anybody into the old fan art then uh, send it our way. I'll be uh, I'll be changing the name today <clears throat> to the Waffle House. The Waffle House with Des, Steve, and Joanne. Steve, Joanne, and Des. Whichever whichever order you prefer. Yeah, yeah. No, it sounds good. <clears throat> and and oh, um, yeah, they want merch as well. T-shirts and beanies and all. Well, that. easy, Tiger. You can deal with all that, bro. <laughs> you want to do all that shipping? Uh, so for the record, I you know the the Acast. Obviously, Patreon is Patreon. You you do Patreon for your podcast, do you? I just started it. Yeah, yeah, it's going well. Thank God. But Acast, who uh, is who we are with here on this podcast, have just started a um, a support feature, essentially like a Patreon within the within the app. Oh, right, cool. And I don't know, <clears throat> I don't know if it's worth just trying that or doing a Patreon. It's hard to know. Feel it out. See what the I know. Most people don't. I don't. Uh, most people don't listen on the uh, the Acast app. I don't feel so. I don't know if it's any benefit. We'll oh, that's see. A ver- that's a very good point. Yeah, I'd go. We'll with see. I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll see. Um, so anyway, uh, welcome back, Steve. <clears throat> I, I'm sorry that I, I. There's a lot of pollen here in yes. New York, and it gets on the back of my throat. It's very annoying. Your color is coming along beautifully, Des. Might I add? Well, the the summer's kicked in here. We we're no. we're in summer we're in summer mode here. But before we get into <clears throat> talking about the crazy world that we're living in, how uh, how was your therapy session? <laughs> <laughs> it was well. We actually just ended up talking about like everything that's been going on, and and I had a really interesting moment. I don't know what you guys think of this. I talked about it on Instagram Live during the week, where. It's it's fucking crazy out there, and the the tension, especially with racial relations at the moment, is real. Um, walking down the street the other night, evening walk with my two girls. My girlfriend is Portuguese, and in summer she's extremely skin color, very dark. She looks very different to Irish people. This young kid must be four or five starts talking to my who's that? What's her name? Blah blah blah. And this is this is my daughter, and she likes Minnie Mouse. Yes, and it's kind of cordial. But then she points at my missus and says, who's that? And I said, that's her mother. It's my daughter's mother. And she says, do you speak English, do you? And I was like, whoa. Uh, so, so it's like a fucking five-year-old or something. And my girlfriend laughs it off. And she was like, yes, I speak English. And the kid is just like, no, you don't. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's a weird world out there at the moment, that a, man. That's you know? a weird one, you know? Yeah. I mean, an innocent question is fine. Yes. But I guess it, it, if, it, if it feels a bit like... They're used to sort of ripping the piss out of foreign people, and it's not good. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah. So it's just been, like, obviously there's absolutely nothing in comparison to what is going on in the U.S. right now, but it's just, 
you do start to question every little thing all of a sudden, you know? Well, I mean, it's crazy here, man. I mean, I, I like I talked a bit about it on, on the shift, but, you know, I really, I really got worried. I've actually, I'm a little less worried today than I was for a couple of days. I really, I really started to think America was uh, going into civil war. That's the truth. Right. Okay. I, I was, I was, I was genuinely concerned that, you know, things were going to escalate because, you know, the thing was, I, I, Trump is so the wrong guy for this time. You know, I know that Obama had his fair share of race relation issues while he was in Charles Baltimore and Ferguson. And, you know, I, 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 I know that he, he doesn't have like a total, like, I, I get it. There's been previous times and the results haven't been amazing. But uh, Trump is so bad for this. Mm. And I was really starting to get worried that his people would sort of rise up against the protesters. And next thing you would have violent. I mean, it's one thing about protesting and then you know riot, rioting and looting is I, I really feel you know obviously it's complicated because some of it is an expression of just pure frustration i think some yes. of it's opportunism too you know yes but i also think that that starts to fade you know that's like a that's like a few day issue the real issue is is the protest and anger you know but uh i started to worry that trump was going to sort of use this like lawlessness atmosphere to bring the military in and then also embolden gun-toting Trump supporters. And before you know it, we were really going to have like militia violence. And I was, I was genuinely worried. I thought, we, I, I thought there might be a Tiananmen situation. But, and it's not, it's not like, that's not a ridiculous worry. And it's not beyond the realms of possibility either because I, I watched Casey Neistat. He's a big vlogger. He, he was uh, in New York for years and now he's down uh, in L.A., but he was at the protest and he was vlogging about that. But he was also showing what way the police had structured and cordoned off certain areas. And they did have military in kind of hiding behind that as well. And the protest was absolutely nowhere near where they had lined up their barricades and stuff like that. But it was just a real moment. And it was a very peaceful protest. It was very calming. It was very kind of, you could see that it was a in a lot of ways a beautiful protest. People were expressing in a healthy way. Their feelings on what was going on, but you could see that the people, when people are getting ready to fight, and they're, you know, there's military around and stuff like that, is a scary. Yeah, scary I mean that's the national being. guard, though. So, all right. I mean, they, they, no, I mean in terms of, of course, they're, they're they're military, but yes, the it's it's they're the people that can be called in by the governors to to help. Yes, you know, as opposed okay. to what Trump was trying to do, which is quite the U.S. would have been a big deal mm. to mobilize the army. Mm. Through the uh, ins- was it Insurgency Act? Was that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, yeah, so I'm glad he calmed down because honestly, I-, I was thinking about doing a podcast on my own, and I was really thinking about the North and how you know these heavy-handed responses in in, in the early 70s just made things so much worse. Mm. You know, yeah. and and especially when you have this language, like that's the language, right? Of we need to crack down on this lawlessness. You know, Trump started this dominate language. That's what was really freaking me out yesterday morning. It was like, we need to dominate, control the streets, you know? And yes. It, it is this sense of, you know, we need to get on top of this, you know? And that was, I feel like that was very much the sort of mentality of the, the, the 70s and, and Britain, you know, civil rights movement ended up leading to violence. And then suddenly it was like, we need to dominate, control the streets. And it just created 30 years of hell. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I, like, so I... I I was really getting worried that Trump has the ability, he's such a narcissist, that his narcissism would, would, would be enough to drive actions that would lead to long periods of violence. Are you getting any sense of a feeling of uh, there being a change in attitudes um, or in, um, are, are like Republicans becoming worried? Are supporters of Trump in any way becoming worried? Are they changing their stance well, at all? You, I mean... You know what I know in that sense. I mean, everybody's still isolated. I mean, I haven't been going to the protests, yeah. you know? So, I mean, it, it, separate to just Trump, I mean, it's just, it, this is just, a, sorry, separate to, to the protests, uh, people are, are, are clearly slowly moving away from, from Trump. But it's, that's, that's like a side issue, really. What you really want is a sense of people finally accepting that uh, a real discussion about race needs to happen. You know, the problem is that 
people still deny racism. I mean, there's so much to unpick here. I should have done a list. But just let's stay on this one for one second. Oh, yeah, we can go through. Yeah, yeah. Tucker Carlson was on Fox last night, and all the conservative tweets today are basically denying that America is a racist country. And that is part of the problem that I thought maybe this might be the moment where people could say, okay, there, there is actually a real problem with racism in America. The problem is that so many people deny it. And the fact that you have so much denial that racism is real, then you allow the fact that there's clearly a minority cohort within most police departments in the United States of people that are racist and they're 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 really motivated by that racism you know possibly one of the reasons why they got into the job mm. but if you if you pretend that racism doesn't exist then it's very easy to be like you know it's just a couple of bad apples mm. yeah did you see the did you see the chris rock routine that was floating around about the bad apples i had never no. seen it before but i saw it no, on no. twitter no, it's- well, he's just like, it was about police brutality. And he's saying, it's, not all cops are bad. It's just a couple of bad apples. And he was making the point that there are some jobs where there can't be any bad apples. Like pilots, for example. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, like, it's like most pilots are good, but there's a couple of bad apples that just like to yeah. crash. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you just, it's just like kind of, it's kind of unacceptable. The problem is that there's just way too many bad apples. I mean, I get it. It's a minority, but how many fucking bad apples have to kill people before you say come on let's take it seriously yes yeah and i suppose i i was uh what what do you think about people like candace owens i heard her going off today what was she and, saying well she she was very uh, for those of you who don't know candace owens is a uh a, a young black woman who's a republican i think she's 31 now so she's still quite young but she was. She did a video. It was actually my my girlfriend came across it, where she says that she does not. Her attitude is, and I think this has been her rhetoric for quite a while. She's written a book in this vein, kind of a thing, is that George Floyd should not be held as a, um, as a uh, as a martyr at all. That absolutely what the policeman did was wrong, and he should go. You know, he should be punished, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But she is of the rhetoric that, um, in a sense. She's saying that the black community, black community, need to look at themselves and stop, in, in her words, playing the victim, because uh, that, that that argument always comes. That's actually like that's not a fresh thing. That always comes I, up. Yes, I know. Yeah, it's a yeah, separate yeah. issue, though. Like, I, like honestly, I never speak. Like, I don't have a, an opinion on what the black community need to do for the to help yes. themselves. Yeah, in terms of the stuff that is outside of how they are mistreated and how they're judged and how, yes. you know, but the stuff that they're responsible for, I don't speak for because I don't really understand, you know, mm. but that the, the thing is that it is a separate issue. I mean, it's a discussion that can be had, but it's not the discussion for right now. And it's so, very much a discussion that suits the people that she's trying to appeal to. But part you know? of her point is, is that she, she riffed off some t- statistic, for example, that, uh, in again, her words, her statistics that more white men were killed by cops oh, last yeah, but, year yeah, than yeah, black but, men. So, yeah, like, th- that doesn't help it at all. Yeah, but first of all, it's only them that are bringing up that stat. You know, there, there, there's some, you know, there's like people just banging out different stats, you know, for, for different reasons. I, I, I'd like to see those stats on how many white men were killed for fucking, you know, a $20 counterfeit bill. You know, like th- th- there's no stats to go along with that. That's not a stat that holds up on its own. It's not a case of it's not a case of saying more white men would kill. First of all, there's a lot more white men in America than there are black men. Number one. Number two, uh, what's the what what's the scenario of why that that white man was killed? Was that white man fucking unloading bullets? You know, they, there's no there's no stat on it. Right. So it's just a nonsense stat. What we know for a fact is that. Black men are more likely to be arrested. Black men are more likely to be harassed by the police department. The whole thing is that, like, she's trying to have an argument that's not real. The whole point of the, the, the people rising up right now is to finally say, can we just admit this is a problem and we can fix it? You know, that, we're not trying to say everybody's bad. We're just trying to say it's time to fix the problem. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. When someone like her, who's like, who has also a massive following, who's yeah, a young black woman Republican. Yeah, but fuck her. It, she's like, she's irrelevant. Yeah. 
Did, you know, did all these. That, conservative- I, I think that's part of the problem. Does like, like, if if she's irrelevant, then like, why aren't we recognizing that it's a real problem? Do you know what I mean? Someone has to talk that round, or somebody well, has to have this a conversation. Is, this, that, that's what this is, though. I mean, hope, the idea yes, behind hopefully. the the idea behind this uprising is that we can't ignore it any longer. You know, that's the hope. Yes. Now I'm 44 years old, and I remember the LA riots very clearly. In fact, I remember discussing it while rehearsing for the musical in St. Peter's College, Wexford. Right. Um, uh, I remember those riots. I remember riots in Washington Heights. You know, I remember the, the uproar over, uh, you know, Diallo being shot 41 times. Uh, I, I, you know, I've, I've, this is not like a new story. Absolutely. You know? And it's 400 years of it, let's be honest about it. It's going on yeah, a long yeah, but, time. But, but, but in terms of like the modern context of police brutality, I've, I've seen this a lot throughout my life. There is a sense that this feels different. Will it hold? I don't I don't know. But there is a sense that that this feels a little bit different and I think there it's hard to know why, but I think one of the reasons was that really was a a powerful image. You know, the George Floyd they're all horrible, but there was just something about the video like sometimes it's just a matter of chance. There's just something about how brutal that killing was and how captured it was. Yes. That has really just made people sort of go, wow, that, that white cop was, was killing that guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's unbelievable. That and the and the, to have it caught on camera is the thing that the world had got to watch it. And that like it was pure evil. And that and the Amy Cooper incident as well being caught on camera as well. Just Yeah, and Ahmed Arbery. Three you know, three yeah. three whoppers. Like unbelievable. And and as so many people are saying, yeah, that's only the ones that you got on fucking camera. Do you know what I mean? How many times does it happen off camera all the time? Um, you know, so I mean, I know it's inconvenient for a lot of people don't want to have this discussion because they don't want to, you know, they, they don't want to get into it. And I get it. I get how some people say, oh, black people are playing a victim. But, you know, I mean, it 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 doesn't add up. And if 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 you you can have that, you can have that discussion after you've admitted that racism is a problem and you've really sort of taken in. The That's difficulties, the difficulties that black yeah. people have. The problem is that most of the people that are having that discussion are in denial about the real problem. Mm. You know, all that other stuff is just a byproduct of the real problem. Yeah. Why the fuck do people not like black people? Why, yeah. you know, why That's in, in twenty twenty is there still a sense of you're more likely to have a negative outcome because you're black? Obviously, issue. You could talk to people in Ireland about issues around poverty. It's not a race issue. Poverty, marginalization, all these things are tied into it. You just in America, you just have the added factor of race. Because race makes it easier to be in poverty, but once you're in poverty, it's really tougher to get out. And all the issues international like international issues around poverty, marginalization, deprivation, all these things that that kick in to keep you stuck are exacerbated by race. You know, so it's it's a double bubble. But you can't even get into the simple poverty discussions. Before you deal with this, the anomaly, particularly in America, I know it's an international problem, but particularly in America, you have the fucking anomaly of, of, of race. The fact that people hate black people. And, and, and are killing black people and it's happening regularly. And it's the, it's the people that are supposed to be protecting them that are killing them regularly. That's the, the evil, the scary evil thing that's there. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's but, it, but that is a great point. That the starting point—that's the one thing that the that the the discussion has to start off with—is like we have a race problem. Let's fucking admit, it, and that's the yeah, starting well, point. I, I'm only bringing it up because Tucker Carlson was kept saying last night our supposedly racist society, you know, like yeah. like just total. And then no, Charlie Kirk, another conservative tweeter, you know that that Trump tweets all the time. It's like, how can you say we're a racist country when we elected Barack Obama twice? You know, just like all these simplistic things. Mm. It's just like, just fucking admit it. Let's deal with it. Like how, how much better, like it's all well and good to deny racism, but how much better would it be to be like, okay, I admit it. Like, I don't, first of all, I don't understand what they have to lose by admitting it. I guess they can't yeah. admit it because then they have to admit they're fucking racist, right? Mm. But wh- what have you got to lose? What have you got to lose to by to admitting that were racist, and let's fucking deal with the problem. Especially because this one is very specific. Police brutality, you know? The fact that, particularly for black men, I mean, there's been some bad outcomes for black women too, by the way, Sandra Bland, Breonna Taylor, but, you know, particularly for black men, they have bad outcomes with the police. So 
if we can solve that problem, like tackle it head on and solve it, it's going to make America a better place. I don't understand what they think they're going to lose. I, I, that's that's the, the whole thing about all these arguments all the time. It's like, what do you think you're going to lose? Yes. You know, you're not giving yeah. up anything. That's, yeah. I, that's what I don't understand. I could understand if it was like, there's limited resources, and now we're going to have to share these resources. You're really not giving up anything. You know? You're, yeah. And, and, and if you have better community relations with the police, odds on you're end, going to end up with less crime. Now, that might be naive of me. I don't, know, I don't know what the stats are, but, you know, I know people love to talk about broken windows policies and everything being so effective. But, again, all these arguments are just so simplistic, you know, people, people were returning to city centers, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I, I can't get into the, the real technical issues because I'd be speaking through my hole. It's, it, is, it is difficult because what... It's, it's difficult because the world that we're living in now is that everybody has a platform. So all the people that you've, like, even somebody like Candace Owens or, like, people are just, like, there's no conversation. There's no two-way. That's a, and one of the issues with social media, for example. It's not two people having conversation, listening to what the other one is saying and reacting to that and, you know, people's feelings or having empathy or anything like that. It's this one-sided mm-hmm. just... Boom, boom, boom. Everybody's setting out their mission statement, their thoughts. And I mean everybody, not just politicians, not just some of the the leading Republicans or that are causing issues with their statements. Everybody is just everybody who thinks they're they're saying something right is, you know, just yes. putting stuff out there and it's just nobody is listening to anybody else. Well, one of my black friends was saying that she she preferred she would prefer if there was a, a bit more of a clear sort of leader within the black yeah, community right now. Absolutely. But, you know, Obama did step up yesterday and, yeah. you know, he, he made some clear suggestions. I mean, I know he's very practical and he's quite a bit older, so he's probably not really appealing to the... Mm. He's not appealing to, to the radical youth right now. And mm. I'm not dismissing the radical youth, but, you know, in, in the end, solutions tend to be less radical than, than the initial sort of uh, response. And, you know, I, I do think that he gives some really practical advice about how to engage and what we should do. And there are good organizations, obviously, out there that, you know, like issue, the underlying issues about race and inequality, there's good groups working on that all the time. But if, because this is such a distinct issue, it, it, it would be great if, if he stayed on top of this now. That would be my personal opinion, just to kind of give a little bit of guidance and to just make clear... Uh, what we're looking for because it's very hard to achieve a goal when it, the goal isn't clear you know so yes, it would and, it would and, be it would be good to get just a touch of uh, just a touch of guidance on what is now such a huge movement with so much momentum behind it you know let, let, let's get clear and make sure we get a good outcome i saw killer mike talking about that exact same thing well he was of, great of like you got to you got to you know, we got to bring the. We have to have our ten point plan for each. You know, whoever's in our local area that we're going to vote for, and you got to go negotiate with that, and you got to politicize, and you've got to come together, and you've got to. And you're right about the. I get a massive sense of that. There's no leadership. Then there needs to be leadership, somebody driving this thing, and a face for that, and a leader for the, for the whole thing. And please God, it 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 does happen. You know, I think that those are the things that really need to happen if this really is going to be. If there's a sense of change, if this is really going to change things moving forward, there has to be goals and there has to be leadership. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I, I think Obama provides some of that. I mean, I think that there will be some within, like Black Lives Matter and other organizations that will feel that he's too, yes. he's too tame. Yeah. But overall, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to hurt. I mean, I've been looking at some of these people like uh, Deray. I forgot his second name, but. You know that some of them are, are 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 pretty hardcore, but you know Malcolm X was super hardcore. But even he started to sort of moderate as he, you know, like you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with being hardcore because it gets you right in the game. And then exactly. in the end, there's yeah. always compromise. You know, in the end, yeah. In the end, and so so this is good. This is really a lot of a lot of people yeah. are are starting the process. You know, yeah. Ian Paisley, Martin McGuinness. You know, they all they you know they all change. In the, the end, game, you know? well, the North has a lot of good parallels with this. You know, just mm. I guess just just the difference is that. The, well, well, the difference for me, it's funny, this is a perception thing. This is a good example because somebody was making a good point yesterday about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem right. Abdul-Jabbar was making the really good point that it's, it's, it's not a mistake or it's not, it's not unacceptable that two people will look at the same thing differently. It's not that both people are wrong. So even for me, I perceive that the British state 
was an outside force and people were rising up against it. Yeah, I perceive that to be like a like an like an external enemy, the oppressor from the outside, the other. Right? That's the way I perceive the north, whereas obviously uh people, you know, in 1965, 1969, uh loyalists would have perceived uh nationalists to be people that were trying to overthrow the state yes you know but it's that's never been the way that i perceive it but that's a perception thing so even here in the united states i automatically perceive it to be different than that because i think well this is a situation where uh people are trying to you know sort of change the their own state which is true but they don't really perceive these people as looking after them i i see the state as like needing reform but really they do see the state as the enemy a lot of them because the state has never worked for them yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they see the police as the enemy. And, and and that is the problem where you get some people that are like, we need the police force. And it's like, well, I, I don't respect the police force because they, they literally are my enemy. Mm. So yeah. you got to change that. That perception yeah. has to change. And that, I mean, that's... it takes a long time. Look at the North. They, the, the, North the North, they still don't trust policing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what where you're where you're talking about the needing leadership, and then the radicals in in eventually the radicals on one side eventually chilling because they have to be the ones that go into the negotiation. Then they have the ones that do the talking from both sides, and then you know they can lead and 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 lead change. You know, that's but I think exactly. this is I think this is actually I think this is pretty solvable if people sit down and get serious. Unfortunately, people get so entrenched, and any sense of Police reform is somehow considered to be like a like a like a like a a loss, like a defeat from really? some people. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think some people consider that to be like a, same way. Like, I'm just going to keep using northern examples because I think it's actually a handy way to understand it. But the same way that like giving an inch on the Irish language or giving an inch on flags in the north feels like a defeat because you get hung up on these things, you know, mm. and you get entrenched in your camps. So there is like essentially the Tucker Carlson camp, which is basically like. Any, any uh, allowance towards believing that there is a racism problem in America feels like a defeat. Like we've okay. given in to them. You know, that's yeah. what I think. You know, yeah. But I could be wrong. I mean, I'm open. I'm open for. Uh, I'm open for a correction on that one. So let's talk about something. Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was. I was going to say it's probably not that far off because you know we all get entrenched in our own identities of what it is that you know you talk. I was talking to this about <laughs> with my girlfriend this morning of like the whole idea of hating Brits. You know what I mean? When I was growing up, and it's just like in my personal lifetime, I had never experienced anything that I why I should think like that. But it was the ideology. That's right. My it's in you. And being Irish, it was that's what I was taught to do. You know, and it's actually, me too. We got to let it go. You know. Yeah. That that that. And that 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 we've discovered is the hard part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's talk a bit more lighthearted then about uh, you know Blackout Tuesday and all this fucking social media stuff. Like, I think the social media stuff is handy for information, but I do also think sometimes that like, uh, and this is what Joanne wanted to talk about too. Unfortunately, she's not here. Did you get anybody given out to you because you hadn't posted anything yet? I, I not not personally. But I could feel the tension. Um, I was very careful. I, I actually didn't post anything for a couple of days. Um, I just felt the tension out there because it's interesting. Everybody has their own timeline. So obviously with the industries that we're in, we might follow a certain type of person in the industry and everyone wants to be seen to be doing the right thing. And then you'd loads of people in our industry calling other people out publicly for not posting stuff like writing vicious posts of like you're a fucking racist if you don't fucking do this if you don't do that there's a lot of that was going on in our industry and then um there but then on the on the flip side of like friends of mine you know um I don't like. I don't mean average shows, but they're not necessarily in our industry. They're just oblivious to the whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Because uh, I started getting messages from people saying, "I'm I'm a bit disappointed in you. You haven't posted anything for Blackout Tuesday." And for a while, I didn't even know what the fuck Blackout Tuesday was. Of course, Irish people five hours ahead of me. Fucking yes, had five yeah, yeah. extra hours to be thinking about this shit. Number one, but number two, I was just kind of like, I don't, you know, I like, 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 I, I don't think I think about it more or less than anybody else. But like, I, I I've been thinking about this for. For a long, long time. I mean, my mother ran a homeless shelter in the 80s, and I used to sit down with these homeless black guys and, you know, talk to them about life. You know, like, you know, my mother was obsessed with inequality. Uh, You know, like, I'm thinking about this, like, 
loads of my life. I've, you know, b- b- stuck between being baffled and not understanding racism to sort of seeing my own sort of prejudices within myself, the slowly revealed over a lifetime, all these things. And now it's come to a head once again, you know, once again, this issue has come to a head and more than ever, I, I can't fucking make sense of it. I don't know what the right thing is to do. It's, it seems more serious than ever. It's also got the the complicated background of Donald Trump being president, also uh, uh, in the middle of a, a fucking uh, a once in a century pandemic. You know, all these things. I'm trying to fucking work it out. And I just, I actually, funnily enough, just didn't feel like, po- like I was very aggressively posting about Trump and the pandemic because I just understood the stupidity of his response. Whereas with this, I just found it really complicated. I didn't know what to say. And I didn't want to post because I was trying to fucking process the information. Suddenly, I'm getting a hard time from these people. And I was yes. like, what the fuck is going on? But then I realized that it's like, that's been happening all over the place. And I didn't really get into it with them, but I just wanted to say, what part of this behavior? By the way, this is from fucking white Irish people. That's the, that's the, the most right? annoying part of this, is white Irish people consistently telling, who have, who, who, it doesn't even matter. Like, this is also such a... Uh, this really annoys me. Is like, racism is a problem all over the world. But what is going on right now with respect to George Floyd, it's a, it's a US problem. Black community in the US and the police brutality that is going on over there. And it's it gets off into these rants about what, something that happened here or well, Ireland. Yeah, direct provision. But that. I don't mind if this brings up... I don't mind if it raises That's awareness fine, about direct, direct provision. Absolutely. But, but I do... But I do have a problem with people thinking, like, and by the way, we're white people talking about race too. I, yes, exactly. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not about white people being concerned. I, I have a concern with people thinking that that helps the discussion by trying to shame me or shame somebody else. Yeah, uh, that you haven't sorry, posted what? a that you haven't posted a fucking black picture on your Instagram. Yeah, which is just whatever. It's just a daily thing. It comes and goes. It, you know, just all these things media. are raising awareness. You know, awareness about this issue, by the way, isn't a fucking issue right now. There's loads of there's loads of awareness. And you know, when I see good posts that I think help people to understand, I fucking post them. But like giving out to people because they didn't fucking engage in Blackout Tuesday and saying that. You know, your silence is betrayal, right? Yeah. All this stuff. These are great quotes, right? But the, the, it's it, it's not relevant to this situation. It doesn't help. Not to mention, it puts you on the back foot. It actually it actually silences people sometimes because then they think, oh God, you know, now I'm one of the bad guys. And 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 first of all, who the fuck are you? Like, do you think mm-hmm. you're better because you're you're pushing me to post information on my Instagram on your timeline? Like, yeah. Like, I, I, to me, it was it was really strange behavior, and it, I, I wasn't upset in terms of like who gives a, like on one level, it's like who gives a fuck? Is it random people giving you a hard time? You know, they want to engage with you in a weird way. That's fine, but on on, on another level, it just made me think of the the stupidity of social media sometimes, and the oh, fact totally. that people think that social they think that their behavior on social media is more important than it is. And I, I, I totally because it's also like I mean it's really it, making it about you, isn't it? Totally, you're, you're some white person living out. You could be living out in the in the west of Ireland, and you think because you consistently are just posting retweet, retweet, retweet that you're doing anything for police brutality that's been going on in modern day in the, in the U.S. What have you done about the actual situation before social media existed? It's just bullshit, and it is about the individual. It is, yeah, it's just frustrating. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't consider myself a victim for this, but I just thought it was so weird that people thought that that was good behavior. You know, it, 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 obviously a lot of it has to do with outrage culture and all that stuff, but that is yes. just such a negative like, I'm disappointed in you. It's like, you don't even know me. You don't even know. Not to mention that I had done a full podcast the day before. And again, I wasn't looking for credit for that. But myself and Katie talked about it. Like, a full podcast episode. It's like, I'm just trying to figure this out. I'm talking to my friends. I'm reading articles. I'm fucking trying to figure out mm. what to not, do, you're, what to you're say. Also, you're you know? also not allowed to do that right now. You're not allowed to figure it out. You're not allowed to. Like, it's fucking Yeah, you wrong. just have That's to have a fucking knee jerk. You just have to have a, a, a knee jerk reaction. You know, so not to mention that on Tuesday it was complicated. It was like fucking hell. There's a lot of violence right now. You know, yes. I'm trying to figure that out too. Like, there's a lot of violence right now. Yeah. This is a this is a dangerous time. Hmm. I don't feel like mouthing off on social media. In actual fact, I feel like trying to figure out what I feel about all this because it's yeah. fucking frightening. You know, yeah. amidst the pandemic. You know, yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was even pointing that out, that probably some white people are looking at the protesters and worried about COVID-19. And I was thinking, oh, he's right about that. I was worried about that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and I was, I was 
you know, I was even thinking about the hypocrisy of how upset people got when people were protesting against the lockdown and how now, you know, because this is a, obviously a way more serious issue, that people are less concerned about the spread of the virus on the protest. And it's like, yeah, I get it. I get it. This is more emotionally charged. So this is happening. And, and I, I, I don't think it's worth worrying about the pandemic, um, you know, in terms of yeah. the spread of the virus with the protests. But at the same time, let's not pretend it's not a hypocrisy. Let's not pretend that you were upset at those protesters and you're not upset about these ones. Yeah. You were. It's okay to admit that. Yes. And that's, that, I mean, that's clearly what you're illustrating here in all those points. It's complicated. It's complex. And there's so much to figure out. And it's not as simple as like, Everybody, that, that's the other thing that social media absolutely kills is any ability to have conversation or any ability to to think out any complexity of what is going on. And it's just and people just grab onto the. That's what I absolutely think raising awareness about direct provision is fantastic. But the, again, the knee jerk reaction seemed to be, oh, let's talk about this quickly first, because because this is our fucking issue here now. And blah, blah, and they're connecting it all way too quickly without any kind of following of the complexity of what is going on in the u.s yeah and we all believe our own stuff about how social media works but for me personally the stuff that i found really effective is powerful videos and and smart dialogue when i see those things i i share them because they help me to understand things and i think they're going to help other people to understand things Mm. i posted a sandra bland video i didn't even realize it was sandra bland and you know the sandra bland case was so upsetting to me at the time i just couldn't believe that this woman was just going about her business, and suddenly her life is overturned by this overzealous asshole hitting her for, uh, you know, in not indicating, you know, not fucking yeah. indicating a turn. And I was watching this video thinking that it was like some, you know, black activist talking about the last couple of days. I didn't realize it was fucking Sandra Bland. I only realized it's Sandra Bland at the end of the video. I don't know if you mm. saw when I posted that. No, but no, like, no. Oh, God, it fucking killed me because that, that case was so upsetting at the time anyway and the fact that like here she was and she could have been talking about yesterday that's what was so amazing yes you know she could have been talking about yesterday and it was fucking sandra bland and like it was just so it was so hurtful so yeah i post that i find that stuff you know like emotional effective makes people think uh john laster great comic uh out of the comedy cellar he's been a guest on on the shift he just posted like really powerful stories about times where him being a black man was it had a negative effect on his life. And you read them and you go, okay, I'll never understand that. Like, uh, so I'll never experience that, but this helps mm. me to understand, you know, why it's more difficult for a black man. Stuff like that, you know, even watching Kareem Abdul-Jabbar last night, like just, he was just so articulate, so mm. strong on the issues, helps me to understand, you know? Mm. That's the stuff I find helpful to post. Calling people out, trying to shame people, it's, mm. it's not, effective it's all about you it's all about the the, the negative side of social media and it, it, it's i think it's actually i think it's counterproductive uh, absolutely i 150 percent agree it is completely counterproductive and it's not um i don't think how like again you made the point and it's so true you're assuming because somebody is not doing something on social media that's they're not doing other things in the, yeah you know like I mean? as if social media is life silence yeah, exactly. you know like it's ridiculous <laughs> silence silence is com- you know silence yeah. is betrayal all these things this isn't me, silence this you, is just yeah. like not engaging in blackout tuesday for yeah. the first half of the day you know yes. yeah i mean you could have been at a bloody protest that's why you didn't post or something do you know what i mean you could have been yeah. genuine yeah, but what i did do was i i donated some money to charities because you know again i was talking to my my black friend and you know she was the same she was like she got no time for fucking blackout tuesday and actually she went to a protest and she was like this is bullshit a bunch of fucking white people like she wasn't even into it and by the way that's her you know it's not like it's not like you know the the protests are bullshit or anything but i'm just saying like everybody has their own stuff and and her recommendation was donate to some charities so i donated to some charities you know just in the sense that you want to do something you know yes and honestly i think if i was younger i would have went to the protest and i'm I'm not gonna lie i just like I didn't want to go to the protests. I, I wasn't, I, I actually, as it stands right now, I wasn't in the mood to be in any highly confrontational situations. That's the truth. Yeah. And that has you to be know? fair enough as well. You know? Yeah, I just, I, you know, and I, I know that when I was younger, I would have been, and I'm, I'm straight up admitting it, that I, I just wasn't, 
I, I, I didn't want to do that. I just didn't want to end up in like a, a riot. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I, 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 you know, I don't know if that makes me weak, but I, I, I just didn't want to. No, but that's a, that's a real fucking thing, man. It's a fucking... But I know when I was in my 20s, I'd be right there in the middle thinking that I was going to fucking change the world, you know? I'm sure there's plenty of fathers and mothers of that age and the, of, you know, uh, black people, fathers and mothers who have kids at home and they're thinking the exact same thing. I should be at the protest. Oh, fuck, I can't go because, you know, whatever, because they got a kid at home. It's, it's, it's complicated, man. Oh, it's, it's, oh that, that is one thing. This is fucking, this is, this is complicated, you know? Mm. So I feel like there was another thing earlier when, when we were talking about so much at, at the one time earlier on in the conversation, I feel like there was, there was something else that I, that I wanted to get into, but it doesn't matter. We, 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 we discussed it pretty well. So, so actually, let's just talk about this one other thing, this sort of the elephant in the room, which is a week and a half ago, all we were worried about was COVID-19, and now it's hardly, it's, it's hardly an issue. And that, that yeah. you can't deny that COVID has gone on, the, well, certainly the United States has gone, has disappeared as an issue, even though it's not. And there are a few little little peaks happening in places. Now, here's my thought. If after all this protesting, there isn't a spike in cases, then you got to open up society because then somebody, somebody made a mistake somewhere. However, if there, if there isn't a spike in cases, then how the fuck wrong were we? Like, like what I don't understand is if there isn't a spike in cases, then what the fuck was going on in the first place? But I think there is going to be a spike, by the way. I think there has to be. It just doesn't make any sense that there won't be. But mm. at the same time, like, what if there isn't? Then what do you do? Oh, it's fucked, man. Because the amount of people's lives that have been, been yes. ruined from lockdown, it's fucked. It's absolutely I mean, that, that would be fucking crazy. Like, I, I just can't understand. He had it, by the way, George Floyd. God rest him. He, he survived fucking COVID-19, yeah. Wow. Jesus. Just when he thought he was out the other side. Bigger of virus, Fuck man. Fucking yeah. racism. But and yeah, so, uh, yeah, what do you think about that? Like... I think it's it's definitely at that point, it's like definitely because they keep talking about the second wave coming, the second wave coming, and you kind of like in a lot of countries that have had it way back before the US or before Ireland, you kind of, there's definitely a feeling of like, yeah, when is this fucking second wave coming? It better, there's, there's a bit of a sense of it better fucking come. Do you know what I mean? Because if it doesn't, the well, last I don't want the second wave. Yeah, well, of course really, we don't. Not really, no, because I mean, most people were shut down society because there was a lot of cases. If we don't get a second wave, I mean, it just means that the mediation worked and now we can get back on with our lives, you know. However, yeah. what I am saying, though, is that if we don't get a spike off of protests, then it's like, well, why? Well, they're, saying that, they're saying that in the UK, for example, at the moment, because they have opened up a lot of society, a lot of public transport is open in London and all that kind of stuff. But if a big, if a second spike doesn't come off that, then a lot of people are going, this is all bollocks. Because everyone's on the train, everyone's on the tube over there, they're just getting on with things. Really? Yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. So and for they've been on they've been back on the tube on the buses for a couple of weeks now, um. So and they haven't had a spike. Not to but the they're weirdly their rates are still pretty high, but they're kind of just opening stuff back up. Right. Yeah, that's the same as a lot of places in the states. Well, New York's about to open next week. Wow. Well, you know, not open, open, but like go into the Mm. next phase. Yeah, yeah. You know, out here in West Hampton, we've been like Sweden the whole fucking time out here. To be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, no, but I mean, the shops aren't open. Everybody's been social distancing, but at the same time, like the the atmosphere just hasn't felt like we're an hour and a half from the epicenter of the American outbreak. You know, the yeah, atmosphere yeah, has yeah. been very much like, 
yeah, six feet. How, how do you do? No problem. Yeah, yeah. Around here, it seems to be people are definitely keeping the social distancing and stuff, but um, it's definitely chilling out a, li- a little bit. Actually, we had cracking weather for the last two weeks, so that was just like everyone was doing everything. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, but now your weather went shit. Now everyone's kind of I know, like, ah, very satisfying because... You know, our weather was not great, but I mean, like, you know, by Irish standards, our weather was fine, but like, it hasn't been amazing here, and Ireland went into this heat wave, and they were like, oh, I see your weather doesn't look great, we're having great weather here. I was like, don't get, <laughs> when you're Irish, the one thing you learn, don't get cocky about the weather. <laughs> like, Donald Trump should have never uh, said the stock market going up was because of him, because it's always going to go down. Don't get fucking yeah. cocky about the weather in Ireland, I'll tell you that right I now. Don't, I don't know why the Irish do that all the time. We'd be, we'd be in Portugal, like, for a couple of months or something like that. And my dad be ringing every day. He'd only ring when the weather's good. You know what I mean? Oh, she's yeah. nice over here now. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get cocky about the weather in Ireland, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, anyway, that was just that was just uh, that was just me and you today, bro. Yeah. Well, I'll join back. Though. We'll have Joanne back next week. Maybe as a punishment, I'll try to do a do an extra episode with her earlier in the week or something. Oh yeah, do that. I was going. To, I was going to make a jingle for her as a joke for this week. The next time she set, comes out with a statement, I'll just go, welcome to Generalizations from Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Then we'd really be getting into like morning radio show, like, you know, pressing buttons and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that could be, be a good. segment, you know, Generalizations with Joanne. It's definitely the na- a good name for her next show. Generalizations with sweeping generalizations with Joanne McNally. Yeah. Uh, so um, you want to plug your Patreon there and stuff? Oh yeah, uh, I had Enya Martin on Hello Steve podcast this week. Oh, so go! Cool. You'll get you'll get a you'll get a boost off of that one. Uh, hopefully, hopefully. But uh, oh, she was great. It was a really cool story as how she ended up in comedy, and um, so that was cool. And on the Patreon, did my first video for Patreon last week, and this week it's a conversation with my lover. So they always love having Enya on the podcast. She's good. Oh, so you do get her on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had we had a great one. Geez, loads of people loved it where we just talked about all of our previous sexual partners. <laughs> it was good crack. But she was so full that, of advice. Do you, think for, that's, do you think that that actually is good for the relationship where she feels like she gets involved sometimes, that that's a positive? Um, it was more kind of, I was more fascinated by what it is that, because you know the way girls can be talking about men in the bedroom and how they're shit at this and shit at that. And so she, I was just talking to her about all the, the stuff that they do wrong, you know, in the bedroom. It's quite funny. Oh, men really. in general. Just, yeah, well, just, um, but then coming from her experience of like, you know, they, you know, they think that faster is better and all that, or like, oh, yeah. when, they, when they're putting their hands down her knickers, like they haven't a bleeding clue, like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, but what I meant was like, do you think that her getting involved with your podcast sometimes is like a positive for you guys? It can, I, um, I don't think it affects it either way. She's like, Sometimes I I understand. I don't know if you found this, but somebody who's not used to, I mean, we don't consider this performing, for example. So somebody who's not used to it, all of a sudden you press record and she kind of clams yeah, up. Yeah. All of a sudden, clams up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, she's getting a little bit better at that. And uh, but when she gets going and she gets into it, and she realizes it's just a chat between me and her. It's great fun. We have we genuinely have great fun, and I think she looks forward to doing it. Actually, I think she likes it. Oh yeah, that's great. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll yo. Be- well, I'm at Des Bishop on Instagram. Hello, Steve O on Instagram. Joanne McNally is at Joanne McNally Comedy. Tell her, That's tell, right. make sure you send her a message. Tell her you missed her. Yeah. Um, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, with the the world will be in a better place by the time we're back in the podcast next week. Please God. I mean, honestly, I'm not gonna lie, Steve. I I I don't think maybe we got into it enough. I really was getting worried that like things were gonna get real bad in the world. Well, yeah i don't i don't blame you bro we did have a survival i had a survival discussion with my neighbor really i had a discussion about like you know if things really if society really broke down and people started taking sides and you gotta remember like america's a lot of guns in it you know so i was like if society really broke down like how me you know because we're on an island here i was like if they just decided to lift up the bridge like how would we survive we started talking about fishing and collecting rainwater and what vegetation grows around here that you could you could boil and you know like you know could keep a fire going we, we literally started Holy talking shit. <laughs> who's got the bunker as well you gotta have someone who's got a bunker well a bunker's for nuclear war really right or i guess for for the scavengers well we figured we'd be able to hold out for a while hopefully long enough that that things calm down 
Mm. You know, because we're we're on an island and, and kind of like largely irrelevant to here, even though like you know there's a lot of wealth like on this strip of land, but yeah. at the same time it's like it's quite irrelevant, you know. Mm. This little you, strip of 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 sandbar that I live on is any part of you going fuck me? I wish I was back in Dublin six now. No, I, I don't get I I don't get that because Dublin eight. I wish I was in Dublin, Dublin eight, six. Sorry. That means I sorry. <laughs> that means, means my house would be worth a lot more money. <laughs> up and coming, up and coming. Uh, I I I I don't because it's so nice to just be on a beach here. You know, it's so nice to be in a beach house, and it, it's it's sad, but. You couldn't feel for more far from the chaos of what I'm looking at on the TV here, you know. Um, but part of that is you don't see, you know, like there's no black people. Like it's 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 not segregated. But the truth is that wealth is a segregator. Yes. And you know, and even I think wealthy black people haven't flocked to this area because they probably wouldn't feel super welcome. I would assume. I mean, I you know I like basically what I'm saying is that. that there is a there is an element of seeing the problem when you are around here. Yeah. And 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 part of that is that you feel very distant from what's going on. Mm-hmm. So on on the on the ex- excluding all that negativity of sort of knowing what's behind it. It's very it's very peaceful here right now. It's just me and the beach and the village, you know, so I'm not thinking like I wish I was back in Ireland where it, it, it's more peaceful, you know. Mm. The only thing about missing Ireland is I just like miss all my my friends and all that. But even Aiden came back because he was saying like it's just not easy to see everybody right now. So when yes, Anna Anna went back to Portugal, he started to think like, what am I going to do just here on my own? You know? Yeah, yeah. Because it's kind of hard to yeah. it's hard to connect. People aren't really like hanging out yet. There's no, not really it's hard, going yeah. on. So. Yeah. So actually, I I I miss February. <laughs> you know, I miss touring and seeing my friends and going on some yeah. dates and shit like that. But yeah. but right now, because of everything that's going on in America, I'm not thinking. Wow, I wish I was back in Ireland. You know, just yeah. in terms of for that reason. Okay. You know? Okay. All right. All, All right, right mate. Please, please, God, it will be good next week. That's right. I'm going back to fucking being locked onto CNN now. Okay, <laughs> don't do too much of it. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you later, bro. Send love to Aiden. Take care, man. Peace Bye-bye. out. Peace. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.